Hey, you're listening to Worst Day Ever, the podcast dedicated to the horror stories, the shit shows, the worst days on set, told firsthand from the filmmakers who survived them. I'm your host, Tom Taher. Today we've got filmmaker, entrepreneur, and longtime friend of mine, Jacob Owens. Jacob Owens is a you know filmmaker, director. He's known for his YouTube channel, The Buff Nerds. He's also someone who I've collaborated with countless times shooting probably close to like two or 300 music videos over the last seven years of knowing him. Honestly, one of my best friends. It was kind of cool to get him in here and share his worst day ever story. I think it's a story too that's pretty relatable for anyone sort of starting out as a filmmaker in the music video industry. Kind of deals with ending up in circumstances and situations that are a little uncomfortable to say the least. So yeah, I'll let Jacob take it from here. Hey guys, I'm Jacob Owens and this is my worst day ever. So for those of you who aren't familiar with me, I'm a director, you know, mainly music videos, um, but also entrepreneur and have a lot of different filmmaking related businesses. Early on, I kind of got my start through just shooting, um, you know, music videos on pretty much a T2I and then making my own YouTube channel and uploading them to that YouTube channel. And and uh, for about a year or two after I created the, the YouTube channel, The Buff Nerds, you know, I had been shooting a lot of like local music videos um, in Arizona and even bouncing out to California a couple times to, you know, shoot some music videos. Everything was pretty much done on a small DSLR, me, uh, me, myself, and I, <laughs> and uh, just going around, you know, shooting for just different local artists and then throwing the, the music videos up on my YouTube channel. But uh, as probably two years progressed after I had started doing that, I started getting hit up from artists out of state, uh, bigger named artists or, or other, you know, people from, you know, New York, St. Louis, Washington, LA, wherever it was, it, my name started to get out there a little bit more. And funny enough, actually one day, uh, this doesn't re- really relate to my worst day ever, but I just want to tell it quickly because it kind of pertains to it in the long run. But I was traveling to LA to shoot a video for, uh, at the time, Kyle, who was KID and, and I got an email and it was from, uh, Chameleonaire. And it was just like, hey, I'm Chameleonaire. You know, I would love to. And I just thought nothing of it. Um, at the time, Chameleonaire, you know, when I was growing up in high school, was a massive artist. And so I just, I think this speaks to like all of a sudden I was starting to get hit up by bigger people or people I grew up listening to to shoot music videos for. And, and funny enough, I, you know, emailed him back and said, hey, you know, I don't agree to any music videos without hearing the song. And then he actually emailed me back and was like, I'm Grammy nominated, award winning, chameleonaire. And da, da. and I was just like, oh shit, my bad. Like, oh, this is really chameleonaire. And but anyways, that's, that's a story for another time. But it just kind of speaks to these other artists that started reaching out to me and one of which which this story is about uh was huey uh back in i want to say early 2000s or mid 2000s or something uh he had a massive song called pop lock and drop it and this is now i want to say where the story takes place about 2012 i think just before i moved uh out to la and i was still shooting all my videos on at this point now like a 5d i had upgraded from the t2i and bought myself a 5d mark ii and i was shooting on a 5d and but he hit me up 
And this is at the time, again, I'm doing everything myself. So for all these videos, I'm flying out solo by myself with my camera bag and a, and a handheld DSLR. Um, and I kind of preemptively was just like, yeah, I'll do the video without really asking any questions or, or diving into uh, you know, what we were going to be doing in the video, what was the concept and all these things. I just kind of got blinded by like, Hey, I grew up listening to this guy. He had a massive song. Cool. So next thing I know I'm flying out to St. Louis. I land at the airport. As I land, I'm like, I don't even like where, I don't even know where I'm supposed to go. And then like randomly he texts me. He was like, Hey, my, my homie's going to pick you up. And so I'm already like, you know, I'm still young and I'm in a completely on the other side of the country in a new place. And like, I'm not even meeting the artist. He's sending someone to like pick me up. And so already I'm just a little on edge because it's just, it's a little uncomfortable when you're in a new place and you have some expensive gear with you and you're going to meet someone that you don't know. Um, and anyways, that was the, the start of the, uh, the chaos that would ensue. So his friend takes me to what appears to be his apartment. Um, it's definitely in the hood, I will say, if, if you will. Uh, we go inside and Huey's actually inside. And so um, it's like Huey and a few other people and I meet him and he tells me to like take a seat on the couch, chill, um, that we're just waiting for the other artist who's featured on the song to get out of a halfway house. And I immediately was just kind of like, oh, shit. So <laughs> our just I can tell the, by the way everything's happening right now, like this is not this is not going to be a fun experience. So I think like an hour or two passes by. I'm starving. There's no food. I'm just sitting on this couch. We're waiting for the featured artist to get out of a halfway house, apparently. Uh, at least that's what was told to me. Finally, he was like, all right, we're going to go to my homie's place. Um, at this point, I don't even know if the artist is still, you know, at the halfway house or whatever, but we go to this new house and I remember it so vividly. We, uh, it's again, not a very nice area. Uh, we pull into this cul-de-sac and mind you, I have all my gear with me and we get out and we go into this house on the corner and I kid you not, no joke. We walk in the door and there's a guy in the kitchen cutting up drugs on the table. I mean, this, I've never taken a drug. I've never done drugs. I've never seen drugs. And so I am by far so far out of my realm of comfort. But the whole time I need, I'm just trying to play it as cool as possible because I don't want to be like, I'm here to do this job. I don't want to put myself in any situation. So I sit down on the couch and again, we wait for another, I want to say 30 minutes to an hour. Finally, from there, he takes us over to this local jail, which is where apparently we're going to shoot the first scene. So the guy apparently got out of the halfway house, meets us at this local jail. We walk into this jail and we get the access to this one jail cell to shoot uh, a scene for each of them. And so we shoot these scenes in this local jail. And then from there, after that scene, we kind of take a little bit of a break and the next scene we're going to shoot is like this big pool scene, barbecue, like party scene. So that's around just before sunset, I don't know, probably five or 6 p.m. We get there and it's a jumping pool party. 
It wasn't that bad. Uh, they, you know, I got it finally eat. <laughs> I had some barbecue, but it was kind of just this wild pool party scene. Um, you know, just a lot of dancing, performance, etc. But after we had shot that, we spent like two or three hours shooting that. Huey told me that, you know, the next scene we were going to shoot was at a strip club, but that the strip club, we couldn't get access to it till like 2 a.m. And mind you, it's 9 p.m. at this point, and I'm just tired. It's hot. It's muggy. It's been a kind of a long, crazy day already from the traveling to all the stuff that happened. And I told him, I was just like, yo, like, I need to go back to my hotel and like recharge before we go do that scene. Cause it was like, it was only like 9 PM. So we still had like four more hours until that scene. And I'm not just going to like sit around here. Um, I needed to go chill out, relax, cool off until we could go do that scene. And this is where things get just really crazy is he tells me, he's like, Oh, no problem. Cool. I got you. I'll take you back. And mind you, he's been drinking and smoking all day long. So he's high and drunk out of his mind. It seems like he can barely walk. And he takes us uh, to his friend's car. It's not even his car. His friend tosses him the keys. He takes the keys and we go to his friend's car in the neighborhood. We get in. I He sits in the driver's seat. I sit in the passenger seat. And at this point, I'm super uncomfortable um, because this guy is about to, you know, drive me 20, 30 minutes back to my hotel when he's, you know, not right in his mind. All of a sudden, just there's just a loud bang on my window. I look, there's, there's a guy standing there. He opens the door, reaches basically across my lap, opens up the glove box and pulls out a gun. He like puts a clip in it and just goes, don't want y'all riding dirty. And then just runs off. And I just remember just completely being frozen, like not knowing. I thought I didn't know if this guy was going to rob me, shoot me. And then all of a sudden he like pulls out his gun and runs off. And then Huey's like, like it was no big deal. He's like, all right, cool. Let's go. And like I shut the door and he drives me back to my hotel. At that point, I had made up my mind. I was done. I was out of here. I opened up my laptop. I booked a flight for like, like two hours later and I called a cab or whatever, went to the airport, shut off my phone so he couldn't contact me because I just, I felt at this point, I just, it was just such an awful experience. I'd never had felt so unsafe in my life. And so I booked it to the airport, flew home and just left my phone off because I was honestly scared. I was like, I don't know what this guy's going to say. He's obviously going to be pissed, but I've just, I've never felt so uncomfortable before. Like I just, I had to leave day or two passes and finally I reached back out to him because I had quite a few texts and emails from him and was just like hey man like you don't owe me any more money um you know I'm gonna put the best video together I can with the footage I have but honestly I had never felt so unsafe in my life throughout the whole day I was just put in a lot of uncomfortable situations that you know just did not make me feel comfortable and so you don't owe me any more money I'm gonna you know put an edit together and you'll have a music video um just you know I had to go home and we put out the video and the rest is history so yeah that was probably easily by far my worst day ever And yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. Thank you again, Jake, for coming on and sharing your worst day ever story. You know, hearing his story definitely is a little triggering. I have countless stories where I was in very similar circumstances 
and uh yeah anyone listening who is kind of on that music video grind take this as a piece of wisdom or advice no music video however cool or however much you're getting paid is worth dangerous circumstances where weapons or other sketchy stuff is involved anyways thanks again jake for coming on and thank you guys for listening and if you are enjoying the podcast so far please consider subscribing or even just sharing with a friend and i can't tell you how much that actually really does help you know the more that this is shared around increases my ability at being able to reach out to other filmmakers and have them come on and share their story and lastly if you have a story that you would like to share on the podcast head over to worstdayever.film and it's .film instead of .com. And I have a section on there, there's a form, you can fill it out. And yeah, I mean, I record these in Los Angeles, so if you're in the area and kind of want to pop by and you know record your story, I'm sure everyone would love to hear it. But yeah, thank you so much, I really appreciate it. That's a wrap on this episode, tune in next week.